0: Hello everyone and welcome to the Legal Helm. Today's episode of The Legal Helm features Tiffany Organischuk, president, founder, and partner of Sandbox Union, a custom software development firm. Bim and Tiffany discuss Sandbox Union's legal case management software, case compass, and why automating the case management process can enhance attorney life and boost client experience. They also talk about the intersection of music and programming. And now, on to the show. Hi, everyone. Hello to my
1: legal helm listeners. Today on our show, we are talking with Tiffany Organizchuk from Sandbox Union, the company behind Case Compass, a web based platform developed to manage complex landlord and tenant law cases for legal firms. Today's topic is all about how a law firm's investment in a case management solution can impact customer experience and loyalty. So, Tiffany, welcome to the show and thank you for coming on. Thank you for having me on. You're welcome. So my first question is really about your background. So maybe you could just tell us a little bit about your journey. For example, I know that you have a background in music and music education. So it'd be really interesting for you to kind of let us know about how you got from the world of music to building software for law firms.
2: Yes, absolutely. So my background is in music education. I have both my bachelor and master's in music education and about Two years ago in 2020, my husband and I were sitting down having a conversation and it kind of came up that there just isn't a lot of great custom software available out there. There aren't that many companies that do what we want to do. And my husband's background is in healthcare software. And that's kind of where the idea for Sandbox Union came about. I don't really have originally a background in software development, but I took advantage of the shutdown that happened between March to about June. And I became self-taught and learned how to code in that three-month span and really built up a team around us to get us where we are today. Fantastic.
1: Thank you for that. So, when I think about music and the reading of music and what you've probably learned from that, did any of that help, you know, learning a new programming language? What other influences and lessons could you draw on from that music education in what you do today?
2: There's Definitely a connection between those. With reading music, a lot of that is a learned process just as learning to code and develop is. And I think as an educator, that part plays a large role in how I help my employees. So with that, we hire a lot of students from RIT. They do co-ops with us for a semester. And that's where my education background plays a role in how my employees and students are learning and that they're absorbing this information. We're demonstrating how we can do a specific idea or whatever it is we're trying to accomplish. We have a conversation about how we're going to approach this step. So there's a very methodical way that we do things. And that's a large part of how, again, my education background comes into play. And I don't just tell my employees, okay, I need to do this and go without any background into how we're going to actually accomplish that at that moment. Fantastic.
1: It makes total sense. When you think about how people coming into a business and learning the art of delivering the products that you have in your vision, sometimes when we think about that, we think about it from a pure skills perspective. i.e., you know, I've got the programming skills on my resume that allows me to do something. But I think you make a really great point that actually that education is continued, Ray, in terms of how you actually leverage those skills and coach the individuals to be able to deliver a successful product at the end of the day, Ray, so it makes, makes total sense. Are you able to tell us what instrument you play or do you still play any instruments today?
2: I went to school on piano and secondary instrument is clarinet. And so I play a little bit to this day. I still teach privately piano on the side and I do also teach high school marching band. So there is still that aspect of music education that will always be there. But it's a fun side job for me. And it does keep me integrated in the music world in
1: some way. Do you find that the music probably provides some kind of release as well? Because if you're doing heavy, intense day of development or working with people building product, do you find that that's the case? Like it gives a bit of a and switch of gears to help you focus?
2: I think so. I mean, music is almost always there for most people as a release as a calm of some sort doesn't even matter what kind of genre of music we're listening to almost everyone has that kind of bond to music actually most of us here in the office as we are coding we do have music playing in the background of some sort so most of us have our headsets in and we're listening to something as we're coding just to kind of also keep our brains engaged as we're working throughout the day.
1: So I want to talk a little bit about the product that you are delivering to the market Case Compass. So can you tell us what problem Case Compass is intended to solve?
2: So Case Compass is a legal software that is used for case management, originally built for attorneys and landlords to track their cases when we're looking at evictions. The biggest part of it was to eliminate the need for paper and the amount of paper that is handled when we're dealing with going to court and all the back and forth that has to be involved. So we've digitized the system, made it more efficient, and allow clients, which are the landlords, to be able to track the progress of where they are in a case. When we're looking at case management, there's multiple steps that are involved. From the beginning of starting any given case to finishing out and closing out a case. And with any case that you're looking at can take anywhere from a couple of weeks to months, if not a year, from start to finish. So this helps centralize and keep everything in one location as well as documentation, trial dates, and all that information that needs to be in one place. And hopefully eliminating multiple pieces of software that are off the shelf that each piece can only do a couple of things and you have to use two or three pieces of software just to accomplish what you want to do. So Case Compass solves that problem by being an all-in-one program for both attorneys and landlords' clients. Excellent. And are you
1: able to tell us a little bit about how it's delivered? Is it a SaaS solution or is it on-prem? How is it typically deployed?
2: It is a web-based SaaS solution. It's a multi-tenant SaaS solution.
1: So pretty quick to kind of come on board and start using the product, I assume?
2: Correct. Yes. So as clients are asking for the product, there's going to be some amount of customization as we kind of possibly change out logos and branding. But for the most part, it will be readily available once we have a sit down conversation and get a better understanding of what the client's needs are. So there's a small level of customization that is involved, but pretty quick to use.
1: So with law firm clients in particular in mind, I often hear about frustration with the lack of visibility of how their case is progressing and the communication back and forth between the law firm and the client can sometimes be a bit challenging. How does Case Compass help with this?
2: So Case Compass has two views that make it available. So there is an attorney side view that has the progress of any client actions that have to be done and then attorney action. So it is a back and forth. So as steps are being accomplished, Everyone is being notified as we are checking off on the steps. The client has one view, which basically takes both sides of the timeline. and moves it into one timeline for them. And again, it's a checkmark system. So there's that visual aid there. As the attorney accomplishes a step, it checks off. If a client has to do a step, they do whatever action it is they need to do and the checkoff on the step. Everything is time-stamped as to when that step has been completed. And every time a step has been completed, an email or SMS text message goes out as well, just informing both attorney and client that step three has been completed. Go ahead and move on to step four. Upload whatever specific documents need to be done. So I think from that standpoint, just being able to see where you are in terms of that progress is a large help. And I think a a big workload and pressure off of the front office, too, so that, you know, clients have questions about where their cases are as they have the right to. But there's also without having to constantly call and ask, where are we in my case? There is that visual aid of seeing this is where I am. I know where my attorneys are in this step. And I understand that this process may take two or three days before the courts actually sign off on something, before we can actually move on. So I think that that eliminates a lot of wait time and the unknown for a lot of clients as well.
1: Excellent. You mentioned, Tiffany, something called the timeline view, which sounds like one of the standout features of Case Compass in terms of how you present some of that data. Can you explain a little bit more about that in terms of how did you come up with that idea of of presenting the data that way? And how do you find that that helps customers using your product?
2: Yes. So the timeline is the guts of the software. Once we get all the information that is needed, so every client has to submit an intake form that contains all their basic demographic information and why we are going forward with the case. That information is then stored into the timeline so any of the documents that they have uploaded live onto the timeline and so the timeline becomes a guide and essentially a to-do list on both parties ends. so both parties have a responsibility of things that they have to do in order to get themselves either to trial or in our case of evictions, to getting a warrant granted and then beginning the actual eviction process of having the warrant served. So there's a lot of information that's contained on the timeline in and of itself. From a visual standpoint, it looks pretty simple. It's a clean guide of what we are doing But behind the scenes, the side that attorneys will see, there's a lot happening there. So court dates can be set, due dates can be set, and those are all what eventually become tied to emails that happen to go out as well. So if a court date is set on September 15th, as soon as that court date is set, the client receives that email saying your court date has been set for September 15th, and any important pertaining information that goes along with it as well. And then... Again, another feature that's more of the behind the scenes that only really attorneys will see is being able to set up reminders as well. So you could set up reminders to happen 12 hours before an event, three days before an event, whatever it is that you want it to do. All of that happens to live right in the timeline and it is customizable as well. So it is dynamic. As it stands today with one of our law firms, they actually can add and remove steps because Uh, Even though we have it set to specific timeline templates, there's always going to be those extenuating circumstances where maybe all those steps aren't needed and they just remove it. Or we've had to go to court more than once or twice. And so we build on additional steps or the attorneys do and have that ability to do that as well. So they can move steps around, add steps, remove steps and. All of this becomes available as clients to be able to see what's going on as well.
1: Hey, John, how do I find out what we've invoiced my client? How
0: can I view my outstanding whip? How do I submit my expenses again? Do we have any Monday, 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 off? Monday, Monday
1: off. Off? It's exciting to have fresh faces at your law firm, but onboarding them takes a lot of time and a lot of energy when everyone is remote. You're busy enough as it is. Helm360 has the solution. Just ask Termi. Helm360's next level chatbot solution for knowledge management. Termi can answer many of your new hires questions for you without distracting you or anyone else at the firm. This means fewer frantic emails, fewer help desk tickets, more time and more focused productivity for everyone at the firm. Working with Termi, you can have those eager new employees up to speed in a snap. They may never need to ask you a question again. Check out helm360.com forward slash Termi to see Termy in action and find out how it can make onboarding new hires as easy as sending an email. It sounds like a really great visual aid to basically cut through the complexity of the case, right? So you just kind of know what's going to happen next and what's just happened. So it kind of lays out the path for getting right. to the end goal. So yeah, I love it. I love it. I love that feature. Thank you for that. So when we when we think about customers and we think about customer experience and how a product like Case Compass can help a firm build a little bit of customer loyalty through a positive experience like you've just described, how do you ensure that when you're building the solution out and you're building new features like the timeline feature and others, that that's going to make sense to the customer?
2: So the first step we always take in with all of our clients is a sit-down conversation about what is your current process? Take me in the day of a life of, in this case, take me in the day of a life of an eviction attorney. What do all those steps look like so that we get a concrete understanding of what that workflow is? So Step one is always figuring out what that correct workflow is and establishing that. And really, there's a large research aspect of that as well. So we become pretty well-versed in whatever it is we're building. And so we make sure that we understand the process fully before we even start building. So we sketch out the workflow. We sit down with the clients again, the attorneys again, and make sure that it looks Okay, And the workflow makes sense, because if we start building and there's the unknown, then we have to resketch it. So the more we understand of what the process is, the easier it becomes for us to fully build the product. And that's really where the whole thing starts to making sure that we have that good customer experience in the end as well. Because if we have to go back because we've missed a crucial step in the process, that's time that we're taking away from both the clients and the development team in the end. So a large part is making sure that we're all on the same page with our client. Now that the product has been in place, it's been in use for quite some time now, we have added features. And once a month, I sit down with our attorneys and ask them, what are some feedbacks that you guys have that you would like to see be added on? What are some feedbacks that your clients have? Because Our clients have their own clients, and they definitely have opinions. At the end of the day, it's about making sure that everyone is able to do their job and have it done in a way that they're not frustrated or screaming at a piece of software. Because that is ultimately the reason why we came into the picture is to eliminate the hassle that some software has. You know, we don't want to create software that becomes frustrating for people. We never want that to be the thing. It should be a simple, smooth process from beginning to end. And so that's where we have those features added on as we go on. So we put in a handful of features every month or so and decide how we're going to go about that and keep the integrity of the software, the original build of the software, but adding these additional features on.
1: So thank you for sharing all of that information. It sounds like a great product and really sounds like it's solving a real issue out there. So I'm sure law firms can really benefit from it. So I just want to ask a few wrap-up questions, if I may. Sure. First one is, if you could borrow Doctor Who's time machine and go back to Tiffany at 18 years old, what career advice would you give yourself?
2: It's hard when you're 18 years old. You think you know everything (laughs) at that age. And you don't. But I think a large part would probably be thinking about where you could see yourself working and career wise for the next 20, 30 years of your life. In my case, it didn't turn out to be music education and I enjoyed it. I definitely loved going to school for that. But in the end, I don't think I could spend 30 years in a school, whereas I could be developing and coding for the next 30, 40 years of my life. And I would be happy doing that. I think that that brings me joy at the end of the day. There's always going to be that challenge and a thrive hunt challenge. So I think for 18-year-old Tiffany, I would be telling myself, think about what you could do for the rest of your life that would make you happy.
1: Yeah, that's fantastic. Great, great answer. It's kind of interesting because you got me kind of thinking a little bit about the whole transition from music to coding and the fact that probably in your case, it's kind of accelerated the process of being able to you know, adopt a new language, learn a new language, and then put it into action, right? It's actually a really interesting story. So thanks for sharing that. What is the one question you would have asked yourself that I didn't in this interview today?
2: That's a that's a tough one. He had some really good questions. Actually, a lot of people ask me this all the time when I tell them my husband and I own a company together. And a lot of people ask us, how do you work every single day with your husband in the same office? We we share an office together. And, you know, thankfully, my husband and I are almost always on the same page. And even if we're not, we we still have a conversation about what it is that we need to get done job wise. So working with your your husband is an interesting thing. But yeah, it's been fun. It's been a journey. Never had any major arguments. We're we're always in agreement with most things and I see him every single day, 24-7. So yeah, that's a question that a lot of people do ask me a lot, having my husband as my
1: business partner as well. That is a really good question, actually. And I can just imagine if I was in a similar kind of situation that we'd probably be tearing each other's hair out by now. So well done. Well (laughs) done for being able to do that. Maybe Maybe you'll have to come back on. At some point in the future, and share the secrets to being able to work with your partner, right? That can be a whole episode on its own. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Thank you for that. Any closing thoughts or advice that you think would benefit the legal professionals that are in our audience?
2: Yeah. So, coming from the side of being the developer and having several law firms being our clients, I think a lot of the hesitation at first when you know, you tell them custom software. I think a lot of them are afraid of technology. And I think that a big part is don't be afraid of technology. It's, you know, software is out there to help you. And really make life easier at the end of the day. I think some people are afraid that software is going to take their job or their role, but really it's just there as helper. It's it's an additional aid. It's not meant to replace anyone's job. It's a super helpful thing in the end for everyone to have. It eliminates a lot of manual processes that I think are pain point for a lot of legal professionals and Don't be afraid of technology. I know a lot of the times we'll have some clients that say, but I have people who don't know how to use computers. We try, as again, as a custom software company to make things as simple as possible. So making sure that whatever it is we build, we have client input and that whatever it is we do is intuitive. And that's where a good custom software company comes into play for legal clients to just don't be afraid of it.
1: Yeah, I love that. Embrace change and good things can happen. Yeah, absolutely. Excellent. Thank you very much for your time today, Tiffany. It's been much, much appreciated. If any of my audience want to get in touch with you, what's the best way to reach you? So you could reach us
2: on all the major social media platforms. We're at Sandbox Union and we are also on LinkedIn. So Facebook, LinkedIn, Instagram, and Twitter. You could also visit us on our website at sandboxunion.com. Fantastic.
1: Once again, Tiffany, thank you for sharing some really interesting things about your product and how that can help with law firms' efficiency, particularly in the case management space. So it's been really insightful. Thank you very much.
2: Absolutely. Thank you. It's fun being on.
0: That's it for today's episode. We hope you enjoyed the show. As always, if you like The Legal Helm, we'd really appreciate it if you'd subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. Also, if you could share it with one person that you think might benefit from our discussions on legal tech, please share it with them. It really helps us out. Stay tuned for our next episode when we do a deep dive into managed services and how they can take a law firm's IT capabilities to the next level while alleviating pressure on a firm's IT department. Thank you, as always, for listening.